college football playoff semifinals. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Washington are in. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, Saturday, December 31st on ESPN. Contracts, salary caps. Why do our favorite teams make some of the moves they do? It's usually the money. It's time for the business of sports with Andrew Brandt. Welcome back to another edition of the Business of Sports. I've got a friend I always enjoy talking to, Annie Apple. Annie, like me, we may be the only two people around that have jobs both <laughs> both at Sports Illustrated and ESPN. We may we seem to be able to manage that, you and I, huh? Welcome, Annie. Yeah, we're like the sports Jamaicans. We have like five jobs now. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of gigs. I always say, uh, people ask me how do I have balance so many gigs. I say, Well, I have a lot of jobs, so I don't have to have a real one. <laughs> but you do well at it you do well and i'm yeah. definitely glad to be back you do too i uh i wanted to have you on now because this is early december and the college football season just ended and we head into the bowl games but i think the business of college football is really ramped up because i remember from my days even as an agent between thanksgiving and new year's that's go time and that's where you sign them up and I thought we'd get some perspective from the family side and sort of what you guys go through and trying to get get everything in order for the bowl game. But right after the bowl game, it's pre-combine and it's agents and it's business. And it just seems like a daunting task. So I thought I'd have you on to sort of uh, maybe talk through it and maybe give some advice for so many families, advisors, friends, and, of course, players going through it. So talk about what went on with you and Eli and your family a year ago at this time with all the things you had to do? Well, a year ago this time, you know, we were, you know, Eli was getting ready to play in the Fiesta Bowl um, because we missed the college playoffs last year. So we, you know, had the Fiesta, um, Fiesta Bowl, which we were playing Notre Dame. So we, he was kind of getting ready for that. For us, the real work came a year before. Um, after we won the national championship, the first one, right. it, go Bucks. Um, you know, we, we started to have a conversation with Eli, you know, talk to him to see where his head is. So, you know, he definitely was just focusing on school. And what we said was, you know what, we'll do all the leg work. And by the end of the season, if this is something you want to do, um, here's information. If you want to leave, here's information. If you want to stay, here's information. Because Eli's not emotional, guys. If you're coming to him, you have to have a lot of facts, we have to have a lot of just, okay, this is what we're able to find out. This is what it is. So probably a year before this time, we started the whole vetting process. Um, as far as meeting with, you know, prospective agents. So first of all, a lot of them start calling you. Right. You know, they start already hitting them up. And, you know, Eli didn't want to talk to anyone. He just wanted to focus on football. So he will oftentimes direct those calls to us. And so, you know, you vet it out. You know, we met with a few. You can, you know, I always tell families, there's, it's not a violation to talk to an agent. It's only a violation to take anything from an agent. Right. And so what we did was, and I was like, I'm not taking anything from anyone. I would go into meetings, Andrew, with my own bottle of water. So I don't get thirsty and need <laughs> you to give me a bottle of water because that's a violation. So literally every meeting, I was like, nope, I have my own water. Thank you. Um, but so they would come to friends, you. You said go to meetings. I assume these agent groups would come to you. Well, you know, you don't want everybody in your house. I'm just like that. Okay, like, yeah. you know, I don't want you showing up at my door. Uh, we had one agent who was recommended by a mutual friend 
and he was visiting him, you know, because we in Voorhees, New Jersey, we live in Eagles country. So we do have friends <laughs> and neighbors who have played the game and they're still playing. Our neighbors are like the Flyers, the Eagles. So we knew a few people. So we met with one. Um, so what the, the key is for you as the parent or advisor to meet with these people, ask the tough questions before you t- bring, you know, your son in. Um, so we met with a few of these guys and it was really, really interesting what you find out by talking to these people. What's the nature of these pitches? I mean, I've been in them before, but I'm guessing, and I know from experience, people will point to their best clients, their best contracts, their best uh, deals done, and it's up to you to poke holes and find out you know, what hasn't gone so well for them. Is that accurate? Absolutely. And I think for me, I never liked an agent to talk badly about another agent. Right. You know, it's like if you're a single woman, you're in a bar. I don't want to hear about how awful the other guys are. It's like, what do you have to offer? Mm -hmm. You know, don't tell me how bad all the men in the world are. What do you, you know, what what do you do that's good? What do you do well? And I think for me, so if if an agent talked badly about another agent, whether rightfully so or speculative, that was a huge turnoff. Um, I think one pitch they all do, I think in my SI column, um, recently, I, I cited, you know, without naming who, you know, you go into this, you know, big agency and the guy is just telling you, you know, all the great thing, how wonderful he is and how great he is. And um, so my thing, I asked him, so what was your favorite game that you watched Eli play? You know, what did you like? And he admitted he's never watched Eli play mm. anything. So I'm right. like, how are you going to represent my kid if you don't care about what he does? But his big pitch was, look all this marketing stuff. I said, I'm not interested in your marketing. They had a marketing and a mentorship. I said, tell me about your mentorship. He couldn't even talk about that. <laughs> but it was like, you want me to entrust my son with you. You haven't taken two minutes to watch him play anything. That wasn't a good look. And I mean, this was a big agency. You know, they have power. But for me, it was much more, I know what kind of, man Eli is and I know what temperament I know what works for him so that wasn't a fit but I think a lot of parents unfortunately get turned on by the marketing hey look we can do this we can do that but you can't market garbage you have to go out there you have to produce and as you produce your production will open doors your performance will open doors so you don't have to let that be your heavy push but you know you have to ask those off cuff questions and you know and kind of listen and then, you know, come out and remember that you're in control. They want you, don't be easily impressed by their roster. Um, because a lot of agents don't even really have great relationships with the guys on their roster that they were, you know, that they were kind of perpetrate. So there are so many things you have to just keep in mind. I think most importantly, think about what's going to work well for your kid. You know, you know what kind of young man he is. You know what works well. Because I always say that agent, you know, Relationship is extremely important. It's like the it's, it's like you know you're not married yet, 21. A lot of these kids, but it's like as close a relationship you get because you're entrusted this person with not just your financial well-being but your career. So trust and honesty is very important. If this agent is going to lie to you in his pitch or or overly exaggerate his performance, then that's a problem. But parents have to listen for that. But you have to do all that work a little bit early on, so you're not trying to rush and figure out who's who, you know, at this point, you know, like inviting people over for dinner. And then when they get there, you're like, Oh my God, what are you going (laughs) to eat? You know, you start that cooking, you know, kind of ahead. And that's what we did. And I think it ended up well for us. You know, it's interesting that agents will actually come to these meetings and you're not alone. I hear this a lot where they have done little to no homework on the player. 
Nothing. Andrew, and maybe nothing. just maybe just even reading the media bio, and then coming up with something, or they just slap an image on a presentation. Yeah. And all oh, they're, they're doing one. their rote presentation they do for every player. I was advising a player, and I just I stopped the guy. I said, "What about this presentation is different for this kid? What is different?" You know, he fumbled. That's what they give to all players. So, yeah, it's, to me, it's just shocking how little research some of these guys do. And I think because you, they feel like a lot of these kids are just so desperate or maybe they're just so impressed, you know, whether, you know, it's a big-time agent or it's an agent that has huge, impressive so-called roster. So they feel like, you know, you're just going to come in there and after being under NCAA rule, you know, you're just happy to have the prospect of – you know, earning a few dollars. So you just want to overlook common sense and what makes sense. And that's why it's up to, you know, the families to really be um, the strength, the backbone and, and a skilled vetter. I mean, you have to go in there and just ask the right question. Don't be impressed by who they have on the wall. If they know nothing about your kid, because literally you're entrusting this person to take care of, um, you know, your child's affair, but they don't even know who your son is because they've, I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch <laughs> right. film or highlight. They don't even do that. You did know, you get any, that- did you get any guidance and or vetting or both from Ohio state with this process? No, no, so you were kind of left you, to your own. And, and I think that's wisely so, because when we started initially looking, it's not something we, we discussed with anyone. So I would tell people, don't discuss that. Just start to look, mm-hmm. ask the right people the right question. At this point, you don't, the only time I think you need to, when you're sure about what you want, for example, let's just say for this year, the last regular season game was against um, Michigan. So at that point, you'll go to, you know, whether it's your head trainer or your head, or your head coach or your position coach, say, listen, I'd like to submit my name in for NFL grade. Um, I think that's what, but the coaches have an idea what guy may be thinking about it. And, you know, mainly their job, right. You know, is for you to stay. Um, So when you start the, you know, the vetting process, because for us, we didn't know by the end of the year, by, you know, last year, this time, you know, it's like, okay, Eli's going to be like, definitely I want to leave or definitely I wanted to stay. But what we wanted to do was to have the right information he needed to make the best possible decision for him. And the key there is for him. You right. can't decide to leave school for anyone else but for yourself, of what you know you can control and what you know you're ready for. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, I need to do this for mom and dad. But it's like, no, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I'm ready to leave. And once we brought all the information to him, not just the agent, we also researched financial advisor. We did all that. We brought, you know, the finalists. We took him to meet those people. And then the final decision was his. And I think that's what you owe your kid. You owe them to do the legwork, bring them the right information objectively, and let them decide. Yeah, it's, he's a lucky kid to have that. Obviously, a lot of them don't. How many agents, agencies do you think you vetted, and how many did you bring to him as finalists? Um, we probably vetted about five. Okay. Um, and in, had him meet. Too. Because, you know, you know, Eli, you know what will work. And also, for, you know, trust was very important and he trusted us, but we still wanted him to be very much part of mm-hmm. the, um, the whole process. You know, these kids, sometimes they just want to focus on football, which is great. 
but we, you know, we were teaching him that it's a balance of both because football is as much business as it is, as it is play. You know, it's as much business as it is, as it is ball. It's a game, but it's also a business. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Hey, of course, I'm on the right show. Right. Um, so. Well, with Eli, now who, you guys, he met the two. It's unfortunate because it's such a compressed time frame, so it's great you did this because it's almost like getting married. I mean, you're putting a lot of trust Seriously. into someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, what I tell people. It is the first marriage your kid is going to have. Exactly. In, in, pro, in pro sports, period. And so many get divorced within two, three years. So yeah, many. Yeah, and don't let them marry your kid if they've never seen your kid work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Seriously, it's like marrying accountants. Be like, I don't care about numbers. Like, no, you do have to care because this is what I care about. This is what Eli loves. So how can you represent him if you don't care about what he loves? Yeah, one business question, speaking of their presentations, because as you and I know so well, these NFL rookie contracts are all prefabricated now. Yes. So yes. when these agents come in talking about negotiations, I would think, A, you could say, you know, that's pretty much done. And then they talk about, well, these are the little things we can do. And B, you have a little leverage in trying to get the fee down for that contract. Yes. Did that and happen? you do have the leverage. And there are some people who will tell you you don't need an agent because everything is slotted. Don't right. listen to that. You do need an agent. I'll tell you why. Um, you do have more leverage because I think what, you know, a lot of parents, people don't look at, it's like, you need to go through a, what will the agent cover? What are you responsible to reimburse? You have to get all those numbers initially. Don't let them fast talk to you and say, you know, don't worry about it. Let's just get you to the combine. Let's just get you drafted. No, because when you get your first signing bonus or whatever, and that money is gone because what he has to pay for your training. He has to pay for this, you know, the agent now all of a sudden has these fees that you didn't see coming, and now, like, mm -hmm. your first bonus is gone. So you have to kind of clarify all those. But I think also an agent being, like, the liaison, that representative, and your business arm in negotiations with um, your team is very important because you're a rookie. You don't know this business yet. You're just trying to focus on getting acclimated with your team once you're drafted or once you're, you know, you make a squad or trying to make a squad. It's very important that you have, especially for the guys who go into the draft, to have that, you know, that relationship where you want to pick someone who has, you know, good common decency in negotiating with a team or talking with a team or trying to get the best possible um, situation for you, whether it's when your bonus is released, when it's released. So relationships are important. And there are also things to consider. You have to train for the combine. That's not free. You know, all of those things that you have to think about, you know, where you're going to live, the whole transition, Andrew, from college to pro, because now you've been living in a dorm or you've been living in, a, in an apartment. Now, you, you know, all of that is gone. You have to find a place to live. You have to, you know, there's a lot that go in. You do need to find that agent, trust, and who you can trust. All your parents need to always know what you're buying and what you're going to pay for and what the agent is going to be responsible for. So at the end of your draft experiment, do not have to ask now. And when you, when you talk to them about fees, I'm assuming you talked about training, you have to pay for that. I'm assuming all these agents now cover all the pre combine training. Was that but not it the depends. case? Go ahead. That's not always general. I think, yes, they cover it, but many of them, with some, you have to pay that back. 
Mm. Um, not just a training, but let's just say if you if you go somewhere to train somewhere away from home, whether it's Arizona, whether you know whoever you're training with, he's top. He's not free. So find out early on what are they covering or what are you going to be responsible for. Right. Um, some of them would say, yeah, we'll cover that. That's on me. Some would say, you know what, you're going to have to pay for that, but I'll upfront. You don't have to worry until you get your bonus. Or, you know, so you have to kind of get that spelled out because each agent is different. You just don't want to be surprised by the end of it. And you want to go through everything with your eyes open. You want to know what everything's going to cost you before you sign on to do it. And get it in writing. Can you say that again? And get it in writing. <laughs> get it in writing, obviously. Because <laughs> I know agents. Oh, I'm not sure I said that. No, I don't Ooh, check my notes. <laughs> so, you know. We ended up choose going with Joel Siegel, who yeah, I know you know, Joel. We, we actually love. Um, it was a great fit for Eli. Um, you know, when, when parents ask me and they tell me, what do you think? And I always say, you have to find what's best for your kid. Um, this is what I love about Joel. This is what I, I'm, I'm not a BSer, and I love the fact that Joel was very straight up. You know, I don't like company line. I don't like feeling, you know, I'm a journalist by trade. So mm-hmm. I can sense BS a mile away. So I like people <laughs> to say what they mean to me, what they say. But you have to find the agent that works well for you, um, you know, for your family, whether you want a big agent, small agent, at the end of the day, he or she has to work for you and you have to be it. And you guys and Eli, I assume, have been happy with Joel now this this year. He's uh, He's been a pro. Very happy with Joel. Yeah. And when you made that decision, did Eli – make the call to the agent that wasn't picked. Definitely. Um, I, I do believe in doing that. And really it's not anything they did wrong or they didn't do well. This was just a better fit for Eli. And at the end of the day, that's who's most important. Yeah, that's classy. Cause I know a lot of agents that either don't get picked or get fired. They just never hear. Uh, they just wow. never hear from the player and they find out somewhere he's with some other agent. Yeah. I've seen that happen. That's just not, I, I think, People are business is made of people, so you have right. to treat people well, right? Because you never know, good. you never know when you're you never back. know, but yeah. also it's just not nice, you know. You have right. to be nice, you have to. And even there were some agents who we met with that we didn't choose, but you know, I will call them up or email them and give them some good advice. I'm like, maybe you should do more of this, maybe you should do more le- less of that, or maybe try this approach. Like, I gave feedback, um, right. because I think some of them are stuck in the 20 year old or 15 year old kind of mentality and, and these kids are different times have changed so you have to be where they are you have to speak their language um you know you have to watch them play you have to sit down on a saturday and watch them play you know or dvr a game or you know ask someone to send you a tape coaches would send you you can get assets yeah. so you know i definitely would give people you know gave some agents feedback but once we knew who we were going to go with which was joel um, I thought it was the right thing to do to let, you know, the other two finalists know that we had gone in a different direction. Yeah, that's a really interesting experience and glad it's worked out with Joel. I've known Joel forever, done a lot of deals with him when I was at the Packers. He had a lot of guys and, and has a lot of Ohio State guys, doesn't he, as well? Yes, he also has Khalil Mack. Right. You know, who, you know he's playing extremely well for the Raiders, of course. And, and you know, Joel is a good guy. He is very close with this guy. I think one thing that I did really love about Joel is that he's very transparent. Mm-hmm. And also one thing that he didn't realize, but I watched in the back of my head. I remember when Mike Vick 
had that issue, mm-hmm. um, Joel went and visited him mm-hmm. in prison. Many agents don't do that. If they're not making money off you, if they're not getting this off you, you don't even see them, you don't hear from them. But for me, it meant a lot that he, that relationship meant something to him, that he would take time to drive and see this, you know, and, and visit him. So that, that, that for me was important. So it's not so much what the agents tell you on, you know, on paper, what they show you in pictures, but you have to watch, you know, and now with today with social media, with the internet, you have access to so much information. So for me, you know, being a journalist, I did do my research. So I didn't walk in there. You know, the first rule of journalism, never ask a question that you don't have an idea right. of the answer to. So, of course, if I'm asking, I already know or have a very good idea. So um, definitely it is a business. You have to take a business approach and definitely do the legwork. Don't just go in there and take the information as gospel, but do your research before you enter that room for that meeting. And the last question on that is, did you or Eli call other clients of Joel's or other agents to kind of get the, the lowdown from someone who's actually working with him? No, we, we, we didn't, we didn't do that. Um, we, I think we did enough really thorough research. Right. Um, you know, they give you access where you are. I think there was someone that um, was also a mutual client that I think we kind of knew. Um, but, you know, of course, people will ha- tell you great things, and that's great. Right. But you kind of have to find a way to get the information um, yourself. We were kind of familiar with some of the guys that, you know, um, rep him, but everybody's not for everyone. Right. So just because one guy is doing well with him doesn't mean you will. So, you know, yeah. whatever way you need to find out, because, I mean, there are also there are guys who, like, whether they go to your university or, you know, people, everybody's coming to you, like, you know, pitching you their agent. And, you know, and some guys, are, you know, people you look up to, but at the end of the day, you have to make the best decision for you. Yeah, I think that's sage advice to all people going through. And a lot of college players are now, even if they're in bowl games, obviously they can't sign, but want, yeah. they want to have this decision locked up right as they finish because again they finish in january early january then it's time to get going on these bowl games yeah you can't just try to make a decision at that point when you're done all these guys and anyone who would tell you differently they're not being completely honest they won't say you know publicly which is the right right thing to do should you choose to but you should have probably a 98 percent idea of a what you're going to do and b who you're going to do with right this has been great for people listening, hopefully, that, that can guide them in the process. Before I let you go, I'd be remiss not to ask about what went on with uh, Eli's New York Giants earlier this season. And you were very outspoken, I thought, very interesting and insightful about the domestic abuse issue. Josh Brown, of course, suspended one game going into the season for acts that, as we found out, were more than what we thought later on. And then with the media storm and with the firestorm, he was later released. Uh, in that whole process, as we looked at it with one game and what was the criteria and why not six games like the, the league policy, I know I was talking a lot about that on ESPN, but I, I noted your comments, if you would be willing to share them here. Um, I think for me personally, at the end of the day, it was more about the process rather than the personality. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I grew up in the 80s where, you know, I thought people were just much more forward and like, I can love you, but if there's something you're doing that's not right, I need to check you. And I think for me, I do, you know, I, I love my son, 
um, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the organization as, as you know, as a business entity. Um, but I just felt like the, that situation could have been handled a lot better with a lot of compassion. So I think for me, it was very important to share my story because I think many times that, you know, we can just gloss over victims, but they're real people um, who really go through a lot of horror. And I just thought they needed more compassion. They needed to be more. I mean, a lot of time in the NFL, rightfully so, we focus on the punishment, which is, which is adequate. But I think you have to also hold people accountable. That's first and foremost. And, and compassion has to be the rule. So I think I was outspoken, and I'm glad that, you know, decisions were made to go in a better direction. Um, I think it's great for the league. It's great for the team. It's great for fan base, especially okay. which nearly half are women. And also, you know, I, in, in, since then I've met Roger Goodell, and um, I'm working, you know, right now to put together um, a really great campaign um, just highlighting and different things that we can do to kind of um, not just punish behavior and not just address behavior, but address the culture that often make mm-hmm. relational abuse or devaluing of women permissible. So I think, you know, you, we're trying to change behavior without changing how people think about um, domestic violence. So I think that's for me, that's what I'm currently working on. But I think it was an, an important discussion to have. Um, you know, it came with a lot of, you know, extra things. But I think when you believe in your heart that something is important and it's right, you have to speak out. Take me inside the meeting with Roger Goodell, because again, this is something people would say, I thought they had this solved a couple of years ago with the whole Ray Rice thing. Uh, how was the meeting and, and what did you come out of it thinking? Well, the meeting was, the meeting was really, was really great. And it was, it was, it was a first step of, you know, of, of many more meetings to come up with different ways where we can really combat this issue. I think, you know, after I came out with my story, there were a lot of people who were reaching out. But I think for me, when I stepped out and I said, okay, what can we do to really, you know, bring this crisis down and really address this? For me, it was focusing on men because I think, you know, violence against women is is a men problem. And I think we have to address it. We have to hold each other. Men have to hold men accountable. So the meeting with Roger was really very positive. He was very attentive. You know, he was writing notes. He was very, um, I, you know, Roger has a tough job. He has, you know, you don't always see eye to eye on every decision, but I respect him. Um, as a man, I respect him as a person who really took the meeting, not for any PR purposes, because I reached out to him and, um, because he wanted, you know, he's open. Nobody has all the answers, but I think we can come together. We can come up with solutions to kind of address a culture um, because we can't change behavior without first addressing a culture that makes that behavior okay or makes it permissible. So Roger was very receptive, and it's been a great relationship since then, and we're working on some things, and very shortly I, I look forward to sharing more about it. But um, we're definitely going in the right direction. I, you know, this is something that's very dear to my heart. I appreciate it the commissioner's time and attention to this matter. That's awesome. Annie, you're doing great things. And I really, your, your perspective, you know, people tell me that my, I have a unique perspective and I'm, I'm always just flattered when people say that. And you have that as well. You really do. And uh, it's just great to have you on the program as always. Thank you so much for having me. I'll come back anytime. You make me smarter. Really hope you enjoyed as much as I did going behind the curtain on what it's like to pick an agent. I'm a former agent. I remember those meetings. Interesting to hear from a parent's point of view and Eli Apple so fortunate 
to have Annie Apple and the family involved in making those choices for him and helping him. So many college players going through that right now as they all pick their agents. Finally, a word from Elite Team Blankets. You know, it's your last chance to get your favorite NFL and college team blankets. You can get 25% off EliteTeam.com. You enter promo code TIGERS, all caps, T-I-G-E-R-S, for free shipping. These are really two blankets sewn into one. It keeps you comfortable in any temperature. And again, promo code TIGERS, free shipping, 25% off EliteTeam.com. Do not wait now. These blankets are the perfect gift for the holiday season, the official blanket of pure fandomonium. Save like never before with this special 25% off offer. Promo code TIGERS, all caps, T-I-G-E-R-S, at EliteTeam.com. <laughs> 